Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings. What's up, everybody? Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know that. Recording this this morning from my hotel room in Detroit. What an atmosphere. What a game last night between the Lions and the Rams before I hit the airport, head back to Pennsylvania, and actually do the Eagles pregame show on the radio tonight. So, no rest for the weary. I guess it's uh, it's a kind of a triple header, right? I did the uh, Chiefs Dolphins Saturday night. I was on the sideline last night for Rams and the Lions and then of course, now we'll see what happens tonight where we have not one game but two game. And actually, one of the things we're going to do on today's College Draft podcast, obviously we'll we'll recap the National Championship, Emory's pick and just some of the guys that stood out to us and some of the decisions that have been made such as Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy going to the NFL draft. Emery's been all over the place at these all-star games, killed it at the Hula Bowl on Saturday. I'm so jealous that he had an awesome, like, this, like, green shirt. I don't even know. It was, it was, it was electric. We'll get to that momentarily. And then this is actually one of my favorite times of year. I love talking with Emery about scouting lessons that we can take away from these games. Scouting lessons from these these playoff games that we watch. Of course, most of you already know this, but when I'm talking about Emery, I'm talking about Emery Hunt. He's at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. He's Football Game Plan on YouTube. And most importantly, it's the draft guide. Footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. As you heard, Norm Fazekas was the winner last week of the sponsor confirmation email winner that we do every week on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. All he had to do was order Emery's draft guide. 
Emery, they were kind of coming in fast and furious, man. I was getting uh, I was getting a bunch of them coming in. I think they wanted that Lions Rams press pass from last night, but they were uh, they were flying in. I love it. Footballgameplan.com slash twenty twenty four draft guide. Anybody that bought it last week, you will not regret it. And who knows? I'm counting that as a sponsor confirmation email winner this week. So if you didn't buy it last week, buy it this week. Emery's draft guide is the best there is. Um, it's not expensive, and you get a chance to uh, maybe get one of the press passes I'll get next weekend. Listen, Ross, it's been fantastic. That was a cool uh, thing you did to invite the fans in there and to see those emails coming through and, and, and fans talking about how much they love the guy, how much they love the show. Uh, some people have bought it for years since I started putting it in a digital format. So it, it was great to see last weekend, man. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, by the way, I should mention I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on every social platform, which you should absolutely be following me because I post the press box food. I got the pictures of, you know, on on the field and some of the guys I'm talking to. It's just, I mean, if you listen to the show or watch the show, I don't care what social media platform. You can watch YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or the DK Network. I don't care what social media platform you're on. You're probably going to enjoy it. Emery, let's dive into the the national championship game. Seems like it was forever ago. It was actually exactly a week ago. Michigan ultimately takes care of business. They get the win. Um, I'll say this, Emery. Uh, the Washington Huskies had their chances, man. They, they, I know you picked them. I picked them as well. We both had the Washington Huskies you know, covering that spread. I thought they had a great chance to win the game. They just had too many missed opportunities, whether it was drops or panics, just being a little bit off to be able to win that game. Yeah, and that's what really doomed them outside of the fact that they couldn't really stop the run. I mean, I felt like they were always a man short, a gap short, and Michigan just exploited that, was able to rip off some long runs. And we saw this last night in the Lions-Rams playoff game. I'm sorry, the Cowboys playoff game to where you can't come back if you can't get the ball back. And Washington just had problems stopping a run, which allowed Michigan to chew up the clock and shrink the ball game. And when you combine that with them being a little bit off offensively in the passing game, you get what you got out there on the field. So shout out to Michigan. I went out there and dominated from start to finish and got themselves a national championship. They really did. And and the one takeaway there, Emery, that we should at least discuss a little bit is – and we might have, I think I talked about this on the Ross Tucker football podcast last Tuesday. Man, you start getting multiple tight ends out there. And if those guys can block, look out. Because they're creating extra gaps. They're taking on DNs that are not used to having a tight end that can block them. When they're in a six technique, which is the inside shoulder of the tight end, they're not used to those guys being able to block them at the point of attack. They're inserting these tight ends as lead fullbacks at times. They have, I mean, Michigan has some formations I've never seen where it's like the tackle was out wider and the tight end was off the ball in between. They definitely, I think sometimes, Emery, we get lazy. I thought Herb Street did a really good job about this. I think sometimes we get lazy as broadcasters, and when a team is running the ball, all we say is, they're just killing them. They're just killing them up front. They're just mashing them. And Michigan was, but... Some of that was schematic. Some of that was Washington wasn't really sure who was supposed to be where, and they were losing their gaps too. Right. You saw them a lot of times overshift pre-snap thinking, like, okay, they got 
uh, it looks like unbalanced on this side. Let's overshift to that side. Now you have on, on, on the play side, you know, no backer in the hole. And it was just easy pickings for Donovan Edwards or Blake Corum. And now you get these these tight ends on the second level that are essentially athletic offensive linemen because of how well they can block. It really creates a problem. And this is why you have North Dakota State being dominant like they've been because they utilize tight ends in the run game. You see Wyoming being able to have success because they utilize a lot of tight ends. Georgia utilizing a lot of tight ends. And when you're able to do that, like you said, you're able to expand gaps and create other opportunities to run the football you combine that with a back that has good patience, good vision, good burst, it's going to be a problem because nowadays everyone is playing in a, a wide open spread type thing. So when you're zigging, when everyone is zagging, you're going to create that problem. That's what Alabama was doing when everyone was going up-tempo spread. They lined up with those big offensive linemen, tight ends, was able to run the ball. Then everyone started to catch up a little bit. Now we're starting to get back to everyone doing the same thing. Michigan came in with a counter and is able to uh, dominate up front. Yeah, they really, really were. That was I thought that was very, uh, very telling for sure, Emery, with the way that game went. Um, you know, I want to make sure we have plenty of time to go over some of our takeaways. Any, anything from a prospect standpoint? Since then, by the way, Chris Jenkins, the outstanding defensive lineman for Michigan, has turned pro. J.J. McCarthy has turned pro. Um, I was impressed – by Adunze for Washington, that young man will get after it. He is aggressive. He even blocks. Anybody else, and obviously it wasn't a good game, uh, uh, as good of a game for Penix from a standpoint. You said it, Emery. I think you called it last week. Penix should be number one. Penix is the best. Penix, is, and then he has a game that's not as good. Oh, Penix, no. I mean, he's he, he stinks. It's, it's, I understand fans being like that. It's the members of the media that are so reactionary to stuff like that that's really disappointing to me. That's the part that bothers me, too, because you, you're you supposed to be watching the film and understanding what you're seeing, big X's and O's, Twitter, film Twitter, football Twitter, and here you are out there, no different than the fan, uh, riding the wave game day. You saw it last night with the Cowboys. Dak went from he should be MVP over Lamar Jackson to – they should relocate the Dallas franchise because it's <laughs> terrible, right? So I just I, I hate that part, and that's why you get I, we always poke fun at it because that's how people are. Um, now you go from Penix shouldn't be in the first round to now JJ McCarthy's probably elevated himself. I thought no one talked about this how much Donovan Edwards looked like the better back than Blake Corm. Yes, and I felt like that has been the case the last two years because he has more explosiveness, has better burst has the, the the ability to carry that burst throughout the entire run so he doesn't get walked down from behind. I wonder if he's declaring. You know, that's the other part of this equation. Where is Donovan Edwards going to go or what he's going to do? Because I feel – and Blake Horman's a fantastic back. Good balance, good vision, good footwork, um, good body control. But Edwards has the juice that you want to see coming from the position. That is really interesting. You know, um, I mean, they're both good. Uh, they're they're both really really good without question, but that's an interesting point because Donovan Edwards, I guess he wasn't playing in some of these games. I, I don't know. I mean, I saw him against. I think it was Penn State. I thought he looked awesome. I don't know what what happened. Hurt. Playing? Oh, he's hurt. And then he came back for this game, I believe. Got it. Okay. Um, anything else from the national championship game 
whether it was the Washington receivers, anybody on defense for either team uh, that, yeah. that really flashed or jumped out to you or do you think really improved or hurt their stock? Well, we talked about these guys at nauseam all throughout the season, so there's not much more you can you know tap into it with those guys. That's why I had to bring up Donovan Networks because I felt like no one uh, was talking about him and his pro prospects and how well he's been playing uh, since he's been at Michigan. I'm talking about DiGiorno. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game-time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a W because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. It's also delicious when you drink some Labatt Blue Lights like I will be doing while I'm watching the Bills and Steelers, as well as Eagles and the Bucks tonight, it's the team I do some work for in Philadelphia. And then before that, the team I have the greatest affinity for, the Buffalo Bills. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Emery, tell me what uh, what jumped out from for you at the Hula Bowl. Uh, by the way, my hotel... Did not have CBS Sports Network. I was so upset. My hotel in Kansas City, because you posted the picture, and they, somehow they had NBC Sports. Doesn't even doesn't even exist anymore. But they <laughs> right. didn't have CBS Sports Network, and CBS Sports Network isn't on the app. I, I was like so confused. I was really looking forward to watching you. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to. How did it go? And like, what were some of your takeaways from the game? It was a great week, man. I was down there from Sunday to Sunday. Sunday morning, I came back here. Um, and it, it was great to watch these coaches coach these guys up. Brian Billick was fascinating to watch because you just see a, a, an offensive guy really dive into the quarterbacks and understand how to put game plans together. Mike Smith on the other side doing his thing as well. Um, and the players out there really were competing hard. I thought this was a really good group of talent on both teams, on both sides of the ball. Uh, what really stood out to me, Jaquan, uh, Jacory Shepard, uh, the safety from Maryland, like they had some tall long athletic defensive backs, both corners and safety. And I thought Shepard out of Maryland was one of the best corners out there. Just And I tweeted out because our colleague Brian McFadden asked who was standing out from the DBs. I was like, man, you know, Shepard is putting together, he's he's building a prison here. He's operating a prison, how many people he had in lockdown, right? And so it was just excellent to see him out there with that length and athleticism. Quarterback-wise, I thought Spencer Sanders had a really good week. Um, the receivers all had good weeks, and especially when you saw how many guys got called up to the East-West Shrine Bowl. I want to say like 15 guys got called up, and one guy got called up to the Senior Bowl. Jalen Coker of Holy Cross had a fantastic touchdown catch. Uh, while I was standing in the corner of the end zone, he was just caught the, the one-hander right there in the end zone. He had a great game. Hayden Hatton out of Idaho had a, had a great week in game. Uh, the kid from uh, Western Carolina, um, Brian White, I believe his name is, had a really good game. I'm looking for right here. David White from Western Carolina. So all these guys had really good weeks. Andre Carter, defensive end from Andre Carter Jr., defensive end from Indiana, had a good week. Um, and a tackle from Kentucky really stood out to me as well. That was Jeremy Flax from, from Kentucky. He was a right tackle there. And Georgia State's tackle, Travis Glover, was another one that really stood out uh, immediately. And Tyrone Tracy, former wide receiver at Iowa, transfers to Purdue, Plays running back there, 
and looked natural playing the position. He wasn't a guy that played uh, running back like a receiver. He played running back like he's been playing there his whole life. So those are some of the guys that really stood out uh, all throughout the week. And it was just a great experience, great coaching. Um, and I like that it's in Orlando. Otherwise, probably wouldn't see me go out there to Hawaii. But that being in Orlando was great. UCF was great, too. So although they messed up my name on the broadcast, the, the graphic said Emory Jones. Like, what was that about? But the game itself, the broadcast, working with Jamie Say, working with, um, you know, Smacker Miles, working with Brian Baldinger was fantastic. This is a great group, great crew, and we had a great time. That is awesome. Um, I didn't know that about the graphics. Sorry about that. And then the uh, it's funny because a lot of those guys, Emory, like I did Andre Carter's games at Western Michigan. I mm-hmm. did Jalen Coker's game, you know, at Holy Cross. So, like, a lot of these guys you're mentioning, I've done – a bunch of their games. So that's cool to see that, you know, that they're in these all-star games, giving it a shot. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts and have plenty of time because one of my favorite things to do this time of year is just to get some of your scouting takeaways from, from the weekend that was. I know we still have two more games today, but wild card weekend so far. I'll give you a, at least one of mine, and that is – Man, the value, Emery, of letting your young guys play. You know, I mean, the Rams, I guess I saw where Sean McVay really wanted good teachers because he knew they were going to have to play young players. And look at the Packers, look at the Rams. They both like, what was it? They both won like five out of their last six games. They both were playing their best ball this time of year. And they both were playing a ton of rookies. Emory, it was the two youngest teams in the NFL. Both played yesterday. Both had really good performances. Both playing a ton of young players. A ton of rookie players. And, you know, they probably took their lumps. I mean, were they both 3-6 and or something like that earlier in the year? And those guys had to learn. But if you have the patience... If you're willing to play the young, take young players and let them play like the Packers and Rams, man, the value you get back because they're fresh, they're hungry, they get better. They get better as the year goes, Emery. Yeah, they have that upside. And, and, and I like that you brought that up, Ross, because that's just a great point. It also shows you that it doesn't take long to turn a program around, right? When you got the right coaches in place and if you trust, if you got that linear leadership where it's a GM coach on the same page. We trust in that that can happen. And so I like that takeaway, my takeaway Ross, and I've been sitting on this one, boy, I am pretty doggone good at this talent evaluation thing, right? Because I don't know if you noticed, and this is not, and before I say this, this is not about the player. This is about the people and not the fans. Fans will be fans, but the media that frames it. When you, Look at me. You're looking at someone that's actually at these all-star games. FCS Bowl, College Gridiron Showcase, Hula Bowl. I'll be at the Tropical Bowl this weekend. I'm at all of the all-star games. Boots on the ground or ASICs on the ground as I'm walking around a lot. My feet hurt, right? So now you're walking around seeing this talent up close and personal. I'm calling college football games all throughout the season. So trust in someone that is there scouting these players and scouting this talent. You talk about the Packers wide receivers. Ross, they have my number one flanker, number four flanker, number two split in, number nine split in, number four slot receiver. That's a pretty doggone good 
crew of receivers, and I'm also always showing my work. I'm not saying, oh, I had this guy highly rated. Where's your scouting report? My scouting report is always out there posted, and those that bought the draft guide already have that scouting report. You talk about the Lions. Look at their offensive line. Number five off, uh, guard in Glasgow. Number two offensive tackle in Decker. Number one center in Ragnall. Number one guard in Jonah Jackson. Number five offensive tackle in Panay Sewell. And when you look at the draft this the last two years, number one running back, number one flex tight end, number one slot corner, number one four three defensive end, number one slot corner, uh, number one nose tackle, two times number five inside linebacker, number four in, uh, outside linebacker, and James Houston, who's also one of the top passers they have that who's probably banged up. Number two, defensive tackle. So I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm talking about. I know what, I, what I'm grading. And I'm saying I'll let to say this. When we did our draft recap, I wasn't high on the Chiefs defensive end, right? And this is someone that was a game day healthy scratch for a playoff game. It was a first-round pick. That's not normal, right? So to all the people that was out there, you know, poo-pooing what I was doing, thinking I'm just doing this for clicks, thinking you're just doing this for, for clickbait. Now look at you, having explained why this guy only has a half a sack in the whole season as a rookie win. Another guy that I had over him, graded higher than him, Tui Tui Pilatu, but was my number two edge rusher. He's out there balling for the Chargers this season. Number One of my top five or top ten guys in Celestine Haba of Texas A&M Commerce had to go to Canada where he started as a rookie was leading the CFL in sacks up until week six before he got hurt. He ended up making an all-CFL rookie team. So how about you do this? How about you look at the evaluator, grade your evaluator, guys that are actually putting their, their work out there that's been doing it for, what, 16 years now, Ross? Since 2007? I'm not no new, new kid on the block, man. This is what I do. This is who I am. So when people, and again, not the fans. Fans will be fans. But it's the people in the media that always tend to look at you and critique. And again, if you hadn't learned right now, by now, just give it time. And I end up being on the right side more often than not. So that's what I took away from this weekend. Couple thoughts. Love it, Emery. Number one, I saw one of the guys that commented on it, one of the quote unquote media members. Some of these guys know absolutely nothing about football. And it's like, it's scary how many people get paid to cover football that really don't know anything. And, I, and I, I don't blame them. They love the sport. They like watching it. They couldn't tell you what a three technique is to save their life. They, if you told them a play or a coverage, they would have no clue, yet they're going to critique you because you have uh, FAU as – the 38th defensive end, he goes in the first round. Well, we'll see. Maybe he ends up being really good. But right. at least you say what you think, and you have it there, and maybe you are wrong. But who cares? Half the first-round picks are busts every year anyway. So to act like because you have them, you know what? It's, it's, it's so funny because people don't like groupthink. They say they don't like groupthink. They say they want independent thinkers. Until someone's truly independent, and then they're like, "How could he's a first round pick? You had him as the thirty eighth edge rusher. You don't know anything." Blah 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 blah. And maybe you did have a bad grade on him, Emory. We'll see. But that's what you thought when you watched him. That's like I tweeted this over the weekend at Ross Ecker NFL. I forgot Emory to publish my draft guide, but I had Puka as a top five pick. 
dude, dude, Emery, he is so good. He, I, I, watching that game in person last night, I can't believe how physical he is. I mean, those that run after the catch, he is a dog. I, I mean, he is running people over. They have him leading up into the hole on linebackers, and he's smashing uh, Derek Barnes. I mean, Puka's now a top-five player for me. I, I and, love this guy, Emery. And, and and to continue on that point, if you go and check the draft guide and look at what the back-end – oh, look at what the back-end draft picks and undrafted rookie free agents look like for the Rams, they're all high grades, which tells you the Rams do a great job of scouting. They do a great job of trusting what their scouts see and say – and therefore, they're able to then, hey, let's trade our first-round pick for a known commodity because we know we're going to get a Puka Nakua in round five. We know we're going to get a Kyron Williams, who was one of my top five running backs in that draft class with an 80 grade, but people say he ran a 4-7, so they dropped him. The boy can play. He's out there starting running back in the playoff game. Kobe Turner, a, a late-round pick, out there probably should win rookie of the year with how well he's played defensive tackle next to Aaron Donald. You talked about uh, the defensive backfield. Secondary has, I think, three of the five guys are six-round picks. So that's scouting. That's the talent. And then you combine that with great coaching, teachers on both sides of the ball. Yes, you're going to get a Puka Nakua out there balling out of control because that's what he did all throughout his career at BYU. Even in that one day at the Senior Bowl where he caught a great pass on the sideline, hit his head on the ground, and then was out for the rest of the week because of a concussion. So he was going to have a great week of work at the Senior Bowl which is where a lot of these uh, you know, draft analysts go, but they don't understand the whole back-end process. So when I tell you somebody's good, I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you, oh, scouts are liking this guy. I'm telling you, this is what I see. You've subscribed to see what I think, right? Well, this is what I think. And uh, you start to see that again with the C.J. Stroud. How many people are, well, no one has C.J. Stroud as this. No one really thought that he would be this good. But that's because you all thought about that dumb, stupid S2 test, right? And knocked him because of that. How he upset did. is that guy, by the way? Ooh, talk about taking oh, that. Oh, man. The, he, he had a business that was about to be absolutely <laughs> right. on fire. Everybody was ordering it. Everybody thought it was great. And now it goes the other way. C.J. Stroud Ooh. kind of eviscerating it. The last thing I'll say is um, the Rams have found something here with Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. They're not putting that much value in the 40 time. They're not. No, and and, and they're bad. Yep. Can, Can you, you play, play football ball? or not? Check him out at F Ball Game Plan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. The keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for tuning in to College Draft. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and Fantasy Feast, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.